Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. G'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Butterfield Effect live from the bunker, which just happens to be this studio. And today... Unlike the other day, I'm not alone, which is very exciting in these trying times. It's good to be around other people. I'm here with my good old buddy, pal, who's been with been with the butt since the beginning. Since the beginning of time. Matthew Reddy. How you doing, Matthew? Hey, good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. Isn't it funny how on podcasts people are like, how you doing? Even though we've been like talking, talking for the last hour and a half. Yeah. This is a hard one to film because I've only got one uh, camera. And uh, every time I look at you, the microphone doesn't follow me. Oh, yes. But fuck it. Anyway, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Good to be here, Matthew. What's, uh, you're a, can we say what you do for a living or not? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're a teacher. What's happening at the moment? I'm a high school the teaching? teacher. Uh, yeah, teaching's a bit weird at the moment, eh? We, uh, we're, <coughs> we're still forced to go to school. Mate, I'm 26 years old and I still can't work out how to drink a fucking coffee. But I'll tell you what, Cafe Lombardi, the best coffee in town, ladies and gentlemen. Get onto it immediately. It's the best sponsor getting around. Um, yeah, sorry, schools. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a it's a weird time. Unlike anything that we've ever experienced in schools, I've only been teaching for like how long? Maybe six years, nearly. And uh, and it's something that hasn't really happened in over a hundred years, really. Let alone more than that in Australia, right? Yeah. Well, I was um, I was looking at the the reaction to the Spanish flu from people, mm. and obviously that was a bigger issue, and more people died, particularly because of you know poor science and poor understanding of mm. medical technology and stuff like that but also because it was the end of world war one mm. people were trying to compete and say listen oh no we're all sweet here it's all good here you don't have to worry about coming here we're fine yeah. even though people were dropping dead everywhere and from what i learned was that the spaniards in spain they were the main people who were telling the truth about the spanish flu They were the ones who didn't have any sort of um, any cards to play in the war and they were like, fuck it, we'll just say the truth and the, and the honest truth. And uh, that's why it was known as the Spanish flu because the, Sp the Spaniards actually talked about it openly and didn't have any you know, preconceived notions of what other people were going to say about them or they were worried about you know, um, not having the upper hand at the end of the war. And that's why it was known as the Spanish flu. Yeah, right. I no, just like, learned that the other day. I yes. thought it was very, very interesting. So it was okay for them to call it the Spanish flu, but not okay for Trump to call it the China flu, the China virus. Man, that's ridiculous. Because it's... it's, And I get why Trump's doing it. Mm. Because he's, you know, he's trying to say... He's in a war with China. China. He's in a war with China. <laughs> and and I get that. I get yeah. that he's in a war. And yeah. he has to be, you know. it's It's all about... Uh, with global politics having the upper hand over mm. people and particularly big powers you know you, it's like competing with some, it's a it's a whose dick's bigger yeah. competition and that's why he's calling it um you know the chinese flu i don't think it's got anything to do with fucking um you know racism or anything like that it's no. just literally stating where the disease came from where it was discovered and maybe trump has some ulterior motive as far as uh, global politics mm. but i think At the end of the day, it's just not racist at all. Yeah. Yeah, so, but, but getting back to the, um, the Spanish flu. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, you asked me a question about schools. Mm. Uh, I'll just finish that. It's, um, yeah, you're right, bro. Yeah, no, they, um, it, it's not, nothing like we've ever seen. And we've, we've never had this time where we've had to, had to teach from home. We're literally at home on computers um, and then coming in to class, uh, coming into school with a, a little amount of kids that are left um, that have to come in whose parents are working um, in the health industry and just literally can't stay home and and we have to go and go in and, and teach them and then teach the kids that are at home as well so it's so do you have any oh so you're teaching kids at home as well so you're recording yeah. lessons are you no we haven't we okay. haven't yet but um it'll that's, get to that point that's so the plan sort of thing isn't yeah. it yeah and it's something that's 
something that we've never done before and it's going to start opening up um, this to be a, a new style of teaching after this, I think, because they're going to see how easy it is. It's going to be the one time where teachers may be seen as redundant. We, we won't be needed anymore. Mm. So uh, teaching used to be the profession where uh, where you'd think it's the one thing that you need. If you Teachers are something that will never go out of date. And now, um, now they're going, well, look how easy it is to teach um, from home. And now the kids are learning from home so i mean i think obviously there's a there's a lot of benefits from being in a social environment like that but oh, also sure. if you're a kid living out in the bush you should have access to the best teachers and i'm by no mm. means saying you're a good teacher but what i am saying is, is we don't want to go out on a limb and say things we can't back up <laughs> we the, the, you want to be able to provide that child with the best prop, uh, best possible mm. education and that's the best thing about things like youtube and what they're doing now is they're you know, there are a lot of uh, university professors and teachers out there who will provide um, expert analysis on, on several different topics mm. um, through the internet. And I think that's so good yeah. uh, for young people. I mean, I remember when I was going through maybe year 12 or maybe even year 10, and there was a website called the Khan Academy. It was a YouTube page, rather. And he explained uh, things like um, trigonometry and stuff in ways that teachers hadn't done before. Mm. And... Uh, and I just found that so fascinating to think that, okay, it's not so much the subject that's being taught here, but the teacher is either struggling or me as a student or, or, or someone who's trying to take in that knowledge. Perhaps I'm not learning uh, the way that everyone else is as Littlefoot joins us in the studio. G'day, mate. What are you doing? Sniffing my knees. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's really interesting times for, for teachers and that. Mm. Do you think they should shut schools? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I understand like, I understand how the reasoning behind, I, and there's always two sides to each argument. And I'm in no way a, like a, a, a professional about, I don't know. Anything. Anything. I'm a professional <laughs> teacher, but I, I in no way know, understand politics. I understand the economy. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's no, like, I only know what I know and what I've been exposed to. So I don't know. They should close it. Purely because it's it's it was week seven last or week eight last week, so a couple of weeks to go. Yeah, um, just for the sake of not spreading and and flattening the curve, just close them down. They can even if they don't do any work at home. I, I get it from the point of, uh, you know, your t your teacher has sorry your your kids might have uh, a parent who is a, a doctor or yeah. is a nurse or is someone who has to work in the healthcare industry. And that makes sense. You know, obviously that makes sense. You need to be able to go to work. Like, what are you going to do with your kids? But what do they do in the holidays? That's a good point. What do they do in the holidays? Like, everyone... I know, it's hard to say. Like it's, when is holidays? That's coming up? Yeah, so in two weeks. So it's week... Yeah, two weeks we've got left of school. Yeah, what do you do in the holidays? They, and that, that's another thing about not... Because kids are the ones who aren't presenting uh, symptoms. They're asymptomatic. 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 And they're the ones who are going around. And you're going to see kids during this time. They're going to be out kicking the footy. They're going to be out riding bikes mm. and shit. And is that what people want? Yeah, well, the problem is kids don't... Kids don't understand the... They don't understand. They, they're not trying to... They're not looking for information. They're not trying to learn a lot about it. They're not, they're not on not, Twitter every morning. They're no, not, they don't want to yeah. understand it. They, they think, oh, I'm not... Um, it doesn't I'm not at greater them. risk, so it's not going to affect me. And even know that they know that it can affect other people and it can affect old people. They just don't care. They're just teenagers. Well, yeah, when we were kids, we were just I would like, have been the same, yeah. It wouldn't have well, It's not going to affect me. Or, or they haven't seen something that... They haven't seen something at this at this level either. So they don't know what it's like. If they were... If it was like in the 1940s or whatever and, they were, and it was a war and they were seeing it every day for three years, then of course they would react differently. But it's well, something that... If this happens, if this continues, rather than for three yeah. months, it continues for three years, yeah. then, okay, people grow up with it, they're used to it. But one of the things that I've noticed, and I spoke to you on the phone yesterday, I said, don't look into this at all. I want, you yeah. to, I want to show you this um, for the first time on the show. And this is how the Indian police are reacting to people breaking curfews. And it is fucking... But Hilarious! What's wrong? Before we go into it, what what I haven't heard you haven't heard much about India. Just, so India is one of the biggest. I just threw to the fucking video. Oh, did you? Well, no, I edit the video so I can put it in whenever I want. But oh, right, okay, sorry. Sorry, India. I'm a terrible guest. I know you're running the show. 
India is a massive country. What? It's one of the two billion people, one point five billion people. Yeah. Indians population. This is one of the things I was noticing with America. I was listening to this lady talk the other day, um, and she was comparing the Australian rate of infection with coronavirus to America's and saying, well, America's is larger. Of course it's fucking larger. There's 10 times as many people there. That's ridiculous. India's population is 1.3 billion. Jesus Christ. That's a fucking lot of people. For a country that's, you know, comparable to Australia, or in comparison to Australia, rather, it's, it's much smaller. I'm not sure how much smaller, but it's definitely smaller. And our cricket team's better. And our cricket team is better. Is it crazy in India? That's what I was asking. Because you hear a lot about the, the, the countries that are affected the most. So like um, Italy and Spain and America. Is India copying it? Cause... Well, not as much, but they are. It is sort of starting to rise. And that, that's why there's so many issues with... with uh, this is why they're doing this. So I saw this on Michael Bisbing's um, The UFC Fighter. A former UFC fighter, uh, now commentator. I saw it on his um, on his Instagram, uh, which is uh, Mike Bisbing, and this is amazing. Um, can I make that bigger? No. Well, you just have to zoom in, Matt. But this is what these people are doing at the moment. <laughs> They're just running along. They're whipping people. <laughs> Get home. That bloke's got like a pool, a pool fucking, it's pool a pool noodle. <laughs> He's just smacking him, smack him on the bum. Look at this bloke. He's, he's like Don Bradman wielding a pill noodle. Oh, get it started, son. Get it <laughs> he going. He can't get it into gear. <laughs> I would love to see Australian... That bloke's not even reacting he's to the not. stick. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, what the fuck? Oh, he's caught one in the hand. No. Oh. <laughs> what is going on? Oh. oh this cunt's just hoeing down. Get out of the way! Get home! He's not even a police officer, this guy. This is like my mum. Get to your room. I don't want to go to my room. Go to your room, Isaac! <laughs> it's a small bit of wood, too. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's aiming for the spokes. That's so funny. So that's what's going on in India at the moment. There's other people out there and they're making the Indian population if they're not... Um, if they're... Oh, fuck. I'll show you. We're here. Why not? Um... Putin's in Russia, bloody, just shooting people for coming out of the house. <laughs> Putin's just up the top of a building, just... Corona soul. Um, but yeah, what do you think of that? That's great. What is Putin doing? He's doing a $5,000 fine or something. Is it? No, five years in jail. Is that what it is? Not sure. I think he's doing five years in jail if you come out of your house. Fuck, just, really? Just brutal. And Russian jail too. So this is our Indian police, a lot punishing lockdown offenders. <laughs> They're making oh, them like two squats. Great, what a country! That place got good form too. Ass to grass, bending. Yeah. <laughs> Bend and cough, please. How is that a punishment? Push-ups. That place a terrible form. Yeah, what's what do you call them? Push-ups. Sweeping the roads. What a shit punishment. And the baton beating—that's my favourite. This guy's getting stabbed. <laughs> I don't know if you can call that a baton. Oh. That's a twig. That's, What's going look. on, India? That's so good. I mean, I like it. I'm on board. And, and frankly, I think we should be doing that here. Bring it back. In bring, the schools. Bring back the capital punishment mm. of baton hitting. I mean, that's that's a very interesting way to deal with um, people who are doing naughty things. I better keep that up there so I can show everyone. Yes, yeah, so that's what India's doing at the moment. <laughs> Making them squat. Um, but corona aside, because I know people are sick of fucking oh, talking yeah. about corona, and uh, it's one of those things where, you know, this will pass, and I said this in a video this week, it'll pass and people, it, it, people will forget about it as quickly as they learned about it. You know? You right there? Yep, I'm all good. Well, it's a hard setup. I should have had the microphones either side. I need to get more cameras anyway. Yeah, that's okay. Um, we're not really set up for this in the... Uh, in the new studio, but fuck it. We're in the bunker, ladies and gentlemen. Um, one of the things we wanted to wanted to show the people, and uh, I'm just going to um, be very rude because I haven't prepared this and, and do this from my phone and then send it to my computer, but we have known each other for a long time. Mm. Can you run everyone through how we met? Yeah, so we touched on it in the um, Behind the Beard 
Docker. Are you giving shout outs to my old Docker? <laughs> That's a great documentary. Yeah, like sure. and subscribe, ladies Fucking and gentlemen. Nice, I think that uh, having faced those tough crowds early on um, is definitely, definitely does prepare him for all the online hate, all the, the one-offs in the crowd that, that really want to give him a crack. I was able to uh, book some shows for, for Josh Wade and Frenchie over the years. We did some O-Week shows, some, some regional stuff. It was good to be able to have someone like Isaac who was willing to take time off work and come and help out. He genuinely wanted to come along for the, for the laugh and wanted to learn. Um, and they were the best two guys really to help him um, kind of learn the craft. He was able to seven hour trips from bloody Orange to Armadale. Um, he was able to just pick their brains the whole time and um, while they picked on me on the drive, I guess. Fucking oath, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Jesus Christ, somebody um, stop me immediately. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I touched on it there, but um, but yeah, just we were doing stand-up comedy around the same time. and um, So you were doing it before me. Yep. And it was something I always wanted to do. And I think we went back the other night and we said uh, 2014 yeah. was the year that we decided, to, well, the year that I decided to give it a bit of a crack. Yep. And, um, and around that time, I was doing um, some stuff in... Newcastle, uh, not Maitland yet. Maitland took off a little bit after that. And Maitland's, uh, so where Newcastle is, Maitland's like, what, an hour to the east? Yep. Uh, west. West. West, yeah. Yeah, sort of like east-west. Yep. And Central Coast. I'm from Central Coast, which is between Newcastle and Sydney. And it's a bit Sydney. more central, yeah. Yeah. And yeah then, no worries. <laughs> not quite, but... Uh, and then <laughs> Sydney, obviously was where all the open mics and stuff were happening where you'd have to go to get a bit of time. And that was the thing, like when you start doing stand-up, you write five minutes, that's basically, if you want to be a comedian, write five minutes and work on it, practice it, and then go to an open mic night and then don't listen to any of the advice that those cunts tell you because the open mic scene in Australia is a vicious piece of shit. Yeah. Even like the professional comics in Australia, they're all fucking... Probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> Fuck it, too late. Yeah, it's... um. It's, it got real weird. It actually changed. I, I remember it changed as well. Um, it changed uh, at the point where they started doing a lot of these free open mic spots. Where When I started, you had to like earn your spot. There was like one or two spots that would pick you up if it was your first time. And then when you were, you, you were actually funny and the crowds enjoyed you, then other places would pick you up and give you five minutes. And, um, and so and then beforehand, it, it, everyone was paying, were they? Who's, like who? the the crowd was paying to see the shows. Yeah, yeah, the crowd still pay. Like there was there was shows where um, <coughs> where the whole lineup would be open micers and um and then they'd just have like an MC who they'd pay, yeah. and people were still coming to pay, and uh, <coughs> yeah, so. <laughs> Jesus so Christ. I just wanted to go through um some images everyone to see that ready and i found we found through our phones of uh images of us that sort of tell the story of our our uh, careers uh, and how they sort of intertwined but this one came up and this is a uh, we stay here for you please stay at home for us uh and uh, a beautiful photoshop of the band with the most enormous penis uh that has ever lived uh congratulations to him man he's getting around in this Time, isn't he? He's on every single meme. This guy has benefited from the coronavirus more than anyone else. I think that that dick, if you can take that dick, that is the cure to the virus. Mm. Now, what about this bloke? What's going on here? Oh, that was, when was that? 2014. Look at the hair you got on you. Yeah. Jesus. I wish I had that much. We'll hair. get to a photo later on that really uh, goes into account about the, uh, oh, we're gonna put that up, the supreme hair loss. One of our one of our mates, of our mates from, from back, back in the day that we haven't seen in six years, Lee Reed. Lee Reed, shout out to Lee Reed. Reed. He'll be listening. He loves us. What he was Lee like? Stuff. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, he was an eccentric guy. He's <laughs> on stage. He... he was a bit of a nutbag. Yeah. Oh, this is a beautiful photo. This is in the middle there. That guy that looks like he's about to make love to me. That's JB Johnny Paluka, and he um he ran Maitland Comedy Club, which was the first uh comedy club to sort of give me a bit of a give me a start really. And uh, that was cool because I, I was able to go down to just down the road to Maitland and and uh, and go and actually see crowds that had paid to see stand up, not just an open mic night, which is you know just crazy people that get up on stage and yell. Uh, this was a proper legit comedy night, and that's where we met. He introduced us, and uh, JB's a fucking he's a weird dude. I love him. Uh, I miss him. Uh, he's not dead. He just acts acts like he's dead. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. talk. Doesn't talk to anyone. 
<laughs> the difference between the Maitland um, shows and the and the other open mic show. Well, he wasn't quite open mic, but your daughter's screaming downstairs. Someone should really look after her. Uh, the difference between the Maitland shows and the and the Newcastle and Sydney open micers was he just put in the work, eh? He yeah. just he, he hustled. He was yeah. putting he was handwriting signs yeah, and putting them in the middle of Maitland on his ute. So he would hand paint these signs like it was a fucking garage sale with the lineups all around Maitland and all that type of stuff. I think I came along after that actually. I, I don't think that he was doing that when I was there. Yeah. But um JB's a great dude and he'll appear later on in these photos as well. In f- <laughs> this is this is a meme you've created. Yes. It was um, a bit it was a revenge meme. Because um, everyone was picking on me at the time. <laughs> so we're in a chat group and everyone's picking on Matt and he come back with this. This was this was our first uh Sydney um Sydney Fringe Festival show, which was called Better Late Than Pregnant. And uh that was that was the one I talk about where we had uh like three people on our first night. And you had a show that year as well. Yeah. No, mine was a solo. Yours was a solo show. What was that called? Uh, Ready or Not. Ready or Not. <laughs> do you know how I know? Do you know how I remember it? Because kids still that I teach still yell out "Ready or Not," and it's hilarious. And I never get old. It never gets old. And I never. Oh get... God, that's good coffee. Why? Why do they yell that out? How do, you, oh, how do they know? They know? How do kids know? Kids find everything. So a lot of your your kids that you teach, mm. they actually follow. The Butzman. The Yeah, they... Um... Shout out to Reddy's children. Yeah, they'll, they'll be watching. They want to be. They'll be listening. There's JB again, popping the bird for an old man. He's very childish. Where's this? This is at Gloucester. Uh, Gloucester it was, yeah. And we're there with... Um... Who's in the photo? So, me. Yep. Very fat me. Uh, Derek... I said Derek Brunson. Derek, <laughs> Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson. Derek Val. Derek Val. Um... An Aboriginal fellow who's very, very funny. Yeah, he's Got hilarious. No teeth, but he's he's funny so bloke. funny. Uh, Matt Reddy down there throwing the shackers like a 12-year-old. Yep. Reddy's mate. Yep, Deck. Deco. He'd just come along. Good yeah, on your good. Deck. And he just got married last two weeks ago. Oh, congratulations, Deck. Yeah, that's I don't really care, but... Okay. Uh, and uh, on the left-hand side down there, looking like he's just smoked a fucking doobie. Because he probably did. Matty Boar. Matty yeah. B. Yeah, he's a good comic. He was... He was one of the great headliners in that time. He was leading the pack back yeah, when we started. Fire out. He was funny. Yeah. Is he, he still, still doing funny. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's that night. That was my first, my only ever show I've done outside. Yeah, it's not common that you'd see an outside no. venue. And that's and, JB on stage there. But And this was a free gig. So anyone who was at the pub or in the area could come and just sit down. And <sighs> they, they could do whatever they want. They could yell stuff at you, throw stuff at you. I remember that night. That was fucking weird. I am seated, I think. Yeah, well, that's JV on stage and there. And Kyle Legacy was at this one too. He was too, yeah. I think he comes up here soon because that's us that night. Oh, that's me waiting to go back There's on me stage. throwing the shackers. I've got your disease. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's Legacy. This is... Oh, man, that's that's probably like very late after. That's me late at night. Him a, There's 400 telling him how joints to be smoked there. Yeah, <laughs> laying down the law. And I actually spoke to Legacy last night. Yeah. And I said, mate, do you need anything? Because he's a, he's a pommy mm. and he's over here. And he said... Why do you think I need anything? <laughs> he said, I've known you for a long time, but I'm not your friend <laughs> and your work colleague. Is that what he actually said? <laughs> he's Fucking dickhead. He's just, he's just so rude all the time. And there's oh, young Joshy Wade. Oh, um, yeah. oh, so this was, uh, do you remember when this was? No. This was, oh. when, this was when Brad Austin was wearing Harry Potter shirts. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Uh, um, I remember when this was. This was, our, this was the first kind of little tour that we did um, it was Tamworth and Armadale right was that it? was so you opened for Josh and and a lot of people who watch this will know who Josh is you opened for Josh in yep. Newcastle was that the first time you met him the first time I met him no he came I was running a show on the central coast the yep. um, the coast comedy club on the central coast in Tookley and he was start, just about to do the first time I met him he was just about to do a run of um, of shows and he was friends with our friend Frenchie through, they were doing a collab, um, some videos at the time. And and Frenchie was saying, oh, Josh, you should come and do do Matt's room. Um, and he came down and, and did it. And uh, it was it was amazing. That's where I met him. And then after that, he said, oh, well, I'm in Newcastle. You should come up, come uh, open for me. I'm performing in, it was Fanny's. What was it? No, it was the Argyle at that point. It used oh, to be Fanny's. It? Yeah, okay. And people were sitting on the floor. It was a fucking dive. It was so, of a packed, it was in, so yeah. packed. It was a great. Did and you, that was you the came first, to that? Did you? Yeah, that was yeah, the first time right. I met Josh. Yeah, that's right. 
Um, that, was, that was a good show. So that was the first one of that. And then from there, I just, we, I went along and... and that's how I became friends with Josh, was through you. And we yep. went on a tour together and, and uh, throughout Armadale and Tamworth. I don't know if it was somewhere else or that might have been it for that, for that run. But just the weekend. But yeah, it was we... really good to get to know people. And So I was, you were opening the show. I'd do 10 minutes. Brad would do 10 minutes. And then Josh would come on and do an hour. Yeah. And that was my first taste of like the real on the road stand up. And yeah. And they were always the, they were always the regional gigs because... Josh would do obviously his his main tour, and then we would just book some weekend because mm. I was teaching during the week, and we just booked the weekend, and we'd just go to places where no one goes, and and where he wouldn't go like in Tamworth. his traditional tour, like Tamworth. all the regional shows. Yeah, yeah, all regional. Oh, shows. what about you sending me this, this one because your arms oh, flexed, you fucking I loser. Send that to you. you it's JB that. again. No, let's go back to the one of my arms. No, yeah, they're, they're, they're not bad. They've really suffered over the years. But yeah, yeah, they have. And there's where's where's this? Ah, this is this fucking was Toowoomba. It, Toowoomba. It was Toowoomba. Jeez, you look young there. Look at your beard. I know. That's fucking hell. <laughs> That's how bored we get on the flight. That, that was, was at the airport. I think that was at the airport in Brisbane, and yeah. our flight had just been delayed because this massive storm had just rolled, and it was fucking yeah. hailing and shit. So, Reddy decided to use uh, use might have been Instagram or that Snap, was, Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat. That was when you could first. Do stickers, cut stickers. Yeah, cut stickers out. It was yeah. early technology. That's yeah, funny. This is a photo of uh, us up with... Um, can I turn that? Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, look at that. I'm going to say that's Rockhampton. Uh, Am I or wrong? Or Toowoomba? No. Are the you... boys didn't come to Toowoomba, I don't think. No, no. This was, this was the last show of the weekend, M- yeah. Mackay and... Tool- yeah, it was Rocky. Uh, it was Rocky. Yeah. Rocky. Booth After. capital of the world. Shout out to Rocky. Sure. Love Rocky. And this is a couple of beers we had there with Josh and... And Sam, who are my managers now, and oh, this next photo um, is my favourite. What's this? Let's go back. If you did, you finish? No, they're good blokes. Yep. What's this? Uh, this is this was one of your first flights, wasn't it? Ever? So I I used to be, and Matt used to pick on me a lot. I used to be terrible at flying. I was terrified. I probably had about twenty flights up my sleeve, and I was never really scared anyway. But I put it off. I had a few friends at school that. In year 12 for my 18th, they were going to buy me a flight just from Newcastle to Brisbane or whatever, or to Sydney or whatever. And, and just to give me the, um, give me the experience of flying. So I wasn't as scared. Yeah. And I said, no, don't do it. I won't do it. Yeah. Even though I wanted to be a comedian, I never flew. So I was, mm. I was terrified of it. And you used to just sit there on the planes and freak me the fuck it out. It was but- so much fun. I actually... I think I sent you some more. There's some more great ones. But I, I now I fly 50 times a year, so it's all due. One of my favourite things was whenever there was any turbulence, I'd pretend like I was scared, and that would make you scared. Where are we flying times. to here? There's fucking no one on the plane. It would have been one of the first ones. Looks like a virgin one. There's me hooking up with myself. Nice. Brock Henry. <laughs> Brock Henry, legend. Uh, a great guy legend we uh, started doing stand-up with. He's a nice dude. Love Brock. So funny. Look at that young man. That was Toowoomba, one of the... One of the alleys of Toowoomba. One of the alleys of Toowoomba there. Got me a rhythm and hat you, on, whatever that said, is. Look at this. Can, can you will you act like it's a natural shot and can you take it for me? And that was one of 16 photos that I took and you just deleted the others and kept this one. <laughs> Pull your mic up to you a bit more. To my face? Oh, just so you're actually talking into it. Uh, there's us. That's you on stage. I'm what if you can hear me the whole time I've no, been talking? They don't want to hear you. Fair enough. No, go back again. to that. What was that? Go back to the... This that's, was uh, uh, Toowoomba. That's in Toowoomba at Josh's show. And free. I remember that night. It was fucking... I've never been so cold. Yeah. It would have been like four degrees in this fucking backstage area. It was fucking so cold. Like, I was scared. Obviously, I was nervous. I was about to go on stage, but I was just shivering to the point. It was ridiculous. This was the second one, I think. The yeah. first one we did was heaps good, eh? Did you... Yeah. We did that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did. Yeah. yeah. So, the first one was sick. Remember yeah. the... We got... It was, I just remembered them pretty much just feeding us. Yeah, old mate's mum, an Italian guy. Oh, that's mama. right. He, he Mama cooked me spaghetti. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, that's that old photo again. We'll have to get through these because people don't want to just... Oh, this is the first show that's that I did that was more than 20 minutes on stage sort of thing. It was with Josh. And um, <clears throat> this was actually also the first panic attack I had on stage. Mm. Like, I had... I don't, I don't know if you were there. I don't think you were. Me also, yeah. You were there. Yeah. So what happened was I had usually have your two spotlights up like that. And they were you know, they come in down like that, and it can blind you, and that's mm. fine. That's just part of the part of the gig. But these this show, for whatever reason, they had the spotlights down in front of you. Yeah, they couldn't mount them. That's right. Couldn't mount them, and yeah. so I was on stage for thirty five minutes or forty minutes, and I couldn't see a fucking thing. So I started to freak out because I couldn't see anything. I was blind. It's like staring into like car lights, you know. 
and it was just it was the fucking worst show I fucking hated it like mm. I didn't I didn't bomb or anything I just fucking had the worst time and that greatly affected me for life yeah <laughs> so this was one of those shows it was just a bit of a shit show but anyway shit show um, there's us with Lewis Beers oh that was your um, first Melbourne show Melbourne show yeah yeah we did two shows down there. That's with us with uh, young Ryan Gallagher. Oh, yeah, good mate of yours. From the Married at First Sight. He had a good time there. What a legend, yeah. A good dude. Love Ryan. I haven't seen him a while. There's you and Taylor Callan. That was your birthday. What about Taylor, right, with this whole corona thing? He's been stuck on a boat off the coast of Bali. Oh, no. Like, not even a big boat. Not like a cruise liner. Just like a fucking surf boat. Mm. He was stuck off the coast for like 10 days without oh. food or water. They had to bring them food and water. Really? Yeah. And he's a pretty cruisy dude. He's like you. He's you know he's not stressed by anything. Yeah. He messaged me, guys. This is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Someone made me that in Newcastle. A nice little crochet. Was it the Civic? Yeah, it's fucking cool. Why have you taken a photo of this? Oh, this is when we're on our way to Broken Hill. Right. Yeah. yeah and this crowd of young dudes was just wanted to get a photo and have this a chat. This is when I was first sort of blowing up on YouTube, and, and people started to come and say hello. Fuck! I got to stop scratching my nose. Last episode, people were blowing up in the comments because I scratched my nose. Get over it, for fuck's sake. We can talk about What's that. that? <laughs> no, we'll talk about this. We'll cut that out as well. What's this? What's happening with the hair? Uh, what do you mean? What's going on with your hair? Okay, this is, ladies and gentlemen, it's why time for an this? intervention. This is why you brought me here. This is why I brought you here. It's the whole reason for this podcast. This is serious business. We probably bring don't the, need to do this. Uh, we'll bring the serious bell. Is that a thing? Not really. Okay. What's going on with the hair? Uh, it's starting to recede in my late years. Recede? Yeah. That looks like it's gone out for a fucking tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> Little Indonesian people are running out to collect the fish before the wave comes. That's insensitive. I just don't have the shaped head to shave it, that's all. Shave it? Imagine what it would look like. You'd look great. Can we just... You should have edited it. You should have... Oh, no, you have done one, haven't you? No, you haven't. I don't of know. what I'd look like with a shave. That's us eating the spaghetti we were talking about. Oh, yes. Can you go back to that? I haven't seen that photo at all. Who's Sam? that dude? Who's he? Oh, no, that's, that's um. Marcus, yeah. The Sam, Marcus, Joshua. Wasn't there a me. random dude in there? A yeah, photographer, the photographer or something. And he was sitting there while we were talking and and eating just so random. Matthew Reddy. That's Reddy's an actual quote. Cooked. That's an actual quote. That's a quote. <laughs> With practice, Reddy could polish his comedy routine. I made this poster, by the way. But that's an actual quote from themusic.com.au. <laughs> what a horrible quote. There was so much in that that you could have taken out. About how good that I was during that gig, but you took out the part that makes me. With practice, ready could polish his comedy routine. November tenth, the Dunny Doo Diner. There's uh, us. That's in us Sydney. Cuddling. My night um, down there. Uh, that's the better late and pregnant poster. I Is paid someone on poster? no. I paid someone on Fiverr to make that. It's fucking terrible. It's me and that outside gig. Look at the arms on Butterfield. Jeez. Fucking Jesus. That was after keto, and I was fucking. Oh, yeah. At my skinniest. I was about 90... 90-something. 90 97 kilos there. Mm-hmm. And now I'm 117. <laughs> so I was sort of playing again, playing again. <laughs> playing again. Uh, that's um, up in Mackay. Oh, that's... At a, the that university. Was... That was a great gig. Yeah, Had a great nice time there. We went out that night. That was fucking sick. What the fuck's going on here? I don't know. What's doing with the hair? Yeah, keep going. It's us at the airport. It's like, are we holding are we hands? Holding hands? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's up it's there as big. well. Oh, no, that's a... um, that was Rockhampton, that one. On the road. That's a great photo. Yeah. Uh, what's it, why are what's, we no nude? What's still in there? We actually... Well, the, the thing is, we... Do I have to To save money, nipples? to save money, we would always stay together, wouldn't we? We, we still always, do, actually. Yeah. Even though you've got so much money. <laughs> you still make me stay with you. Patreon. Um, that's up with Frenchie up in... Um, oh, we oh, our own week show. So this is an actual good story. Yeah, great so story. So we went up there, and this was at Lismore. And we'd never been to Lismore and it was a packed show. They loved Frenchie. It was awesome. And, uh, and Why then, did you come? You just wanted to come along for the... Yeah, I because I was trying to yeah. be a comic. I was trying to get time on stage and I loved yeah. uh, Frenchie and I loved touring with you guys and I was like, fuck, let's do it. And you were funny and you were just good to hang out with. And yeah. we knew that like Lismore's how far away from us, like 10 hours, something, 11 hours. Something like that. And we knew that you need to take someone that's going to be just all yeah. right to hang out with. Yeah, because you'd be, you'd be with these people all day. They're like your family. So you've got to hang out with them. You've got to be around them and all that type of business. So we, we, we'd go. Matt would open. Uh, he'd MC the show. I'd come on, do 10 to 15 minutes, and then French would come on and, and smash it. And this night was great because right next to this room was a nightclub. 
And then we went up to the dorms and we're playing ping pong and shit. And then we ended up driving home that night. Yeah. So just just give them a bit of backstory. Like O Week is orientation week for, for the universities, universities. Yeah. and that's where they um, get the new gra- new uh, what do you call them? Not graduates. What's the opposite? Where they just the start. freshmen. Yeah. They they shit. come in and um, and it's where they can all mingle with the new the the new people of the uni. Yeah, they get to know what's going on and all that type of business. Yeah, and, and they get to. But it's also a big party week, and they, yeah. every university has it. And so we would go and we would do Armadale, uh, and then up to Lismore. Yeah. And we tried to get other shows, but Matt's not very good at organizing. No, things, once so I got two in, we'll sweet. Two will do. That's the weekend. That's the weekend. I can go back to work on Monday. <clears throat> so we drove home that night, or you drove home. That so we night. drove to Armadale. So we drove to Armadale first, and then we did yeah. that show. Um, it was not bad good soys and then we went to and then we woke up the next day and drove from Armadale to so Armadale from where Newcastle to Armadale is about four hours and, yeah and then from Armadale we drove to Lismore which Newcastle was about to Armadale yeah and then that is four hours and 11 minutes yeah and then from Armadale uh, we'd done the show we woke up had a few beers after Armadale I think I think we took it pretty easy I'm out of Lismore. That's what people want to know. Four then, hours and 14 minutes. And then another four hours. Once we got there, we had a look around the uni. We got there pretty early, eh? And we had a pool. We had a pool at our place. Oh, had, yeah, that's right. Had a swim. And then... We, where? At the... Where we stayed. I can't remember that. Yeah. Yeah, we had a swim. Got out. Got ready. It was right near the oh, uni. Oh, I do remember that. Yes. And then no, we're walking around the uni. Remember? We're walking around. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then, so... We woke up that morning at about nine o'clock or something so we'd been awake from nine o'clock we went to the show set up the show got ready hung out had something to eat and then did, did the, the show. show i had a couple of beers frenchy had a couple of shoeys you had a couple of beers and then we decided you know what we should do drive home <laughs> yeah frenchy had a, a bucks the next day and had to get home right that's right so we had to drive it was a seven hour drive home and ready is the man so he drove the entire way so we'd been awake since nine o'clock we went to macca's we got a coffee we got some food and left at like 11 p.m after doing the show so it was like yeah been so awake since nine. Probably, we probably left at about 12 because i remember i got home at like 8 30 in the morning and that's after yeah. stops at, at, at servos and stuff and yeah. trying to keep awake and frenchy and i had swapped back and forth mm. um just to make sure that we would live the trip. Littlefoot, what's wrong, mate? <laughs> just, um, to, just to keep me awake. And then I got back. Yeah, I got back at about 10 or 11. And um, and then I went to sleep for two hours and then went and played new, uh, water polo in Newcastle. So was, and Frenchie went straight... He got um, on the train, went straight to Wollongong. Straight to the races. And he? went straight to the races, Fuck, yeah. he's a beast. That was that night there. That's a that's a good photo. I've always yeah, loved that photo. photo yeah. That's not a good photo. <laughs> That is Frenchy there, though. Um, that's well. me up in uh, Tam. The pooch. That's your dog. Yeah, it looks like me, eh? <laughs> it does look like you. Uh, that's that night. Oh, is up that? Up at Loster. Is it? Yeah. That's another show at the Maitland thing. That's me kicking Josh Wade in the head. There's Josh and Sam backstage. That was up. That was in um, Orange. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. in Orange. Uh, and actually, I drove past this server here that you're in the other day, and I, rem- I, I reminded everyone I was with. I said, "This is actually the server that Matt Reddy, who was driving home from wherever we were, fell asleep in." <laughs> I was just getting a quick, <laughs> quick, quick couple of these, quick pee on that. This actually tells a lot. Yeah, that's typical. Poor Matt Reddy. I know. Just the punching bag of the <laughs> of the tour. That's me in Sydney. Much here. This is much here. Uh, the first the first show of the first tour. That was uh, a big night, and you were there. Mm. That was that was full on. And oh that yeah. Was the, that was the second night in Wollongong. And Wollongong. Some coppers wanted a photo, and that's us at filming the first special. Oh, that's a good photo. That's right. a great photo. Right. And um, you know, you that, the beards. Great Bring back beards. the beards. Though. Where's your beard? To grow up. And this is this, so. This is five years into the whole thing. You know, this is this is a a big sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that that'll probably do us with the photos. Mm. That's yeah. good though. But that was that was a cool time, you know. And and to do all that type of stuff, and and to um, and to be able to experience that with with a lot of great people has been. I've been very very lucky with that. Um, and it's all just a documentation of it, isn't it? All those photos, just documentation of what we've done. Yeah, where we've been. There is one photo I want to show you, and I'd prefer if you didn't look. Oh, okay. How, um, how do I see it if I don't know? Well, I'm going to show you when I get it up. Excellent. And uh, then you'll get the photo up. The dick too. And 
There's a guy that a lot of people say that you look like. Oh, yes. It's, uh... Who is that? Chris Hemsworth. Yes, I get that a lot. Uh, it's actually this guy. Oh, yeah. Martin Bryant. Jesus The man Christ. who killed no, this one's numerous one. people in... Oh, I shouldn't laugh, but in 1996 in, uh, in uh, the Port Arthur massacre in Tasmania. People often recognise you for him. People say, hey, you, you look like this guy, and then you look at it and you go, nah, I don't look like that person. But when someone showed me that photo, I went, holy shit. That's scary, man. Yeah. He's a scary dude. Yeah. He um, actually uh, have a lot to thank for him to thank for, really. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, he kind of saved a lot of lives, really, in hindsight. Because it was he was the reason that they stopped the the gun laws in Australia. What about this? You're going to be fucking on the news for, oh, for promoting Martin. Oh, Bryant. Yeah, can we cut that? Are you pro Martin Bryant? No, no, I'm not. I'm just I'm just trying to look at a positive spin on it. Yeah, it's always good. there's a terrible thing. But we went positive down spin to... on a mass. You know Ted Bundy, not a bad dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went down to um, Tassie and we had people that were they're all about the conspiracies down there, and they were saying that he's innocent and. There's all sorts of stuff. Yeah, well, there. I remember Pauline Hanson came out and said something like that. And she was met with so much disdain from mm. the media that it made me go, hmm, mm. <laughs> why are they attacking her so quickly? Yeah. Well, they were saying there's, and you don't know because you weren't there, you don't know all the facts, but they were saying they were like sniper shots and like headshots. And... Yeah, a lot of people have said that. And I don't know what, is the, what is the truth there. I mean, with a lot of these stories, and the thing with conspiracies is you need to be able to you know look at them and and not 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 be a conspiracy theorist with everything yeah that's so important i think because so many people just jump in on every conspiracy and it it, it takes away from things that because some conspiracies have been real you know and they're proved to be real but i think the people who take everything as the conspiracy and everyone's being lied to and stuff with everything i think that takes away it's sort of like the boy who cried wolf sort of situation yeah for sure but yeah, Matthew, Matthew, Matty, Martin Bryant. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's um, it's just always good to look at things with a with an open lens. You have to have an open mind, particularly now yeah. with the internet and stuff like that. You have to have an open mind with everything, and and you know, like people listen to me, and what if I get my facts wrong on something? Yeah. Very rare, but what if I do? Yeah, but you're not a bloody, you're not a scientist. You're no, not. A, no, and that's, that's what okay we have for to remember. You. Is I'm a yeah. comedian. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, you, know? so, you make it up. So one of the things we decided we wanted to talk about was the current condition of comedy in Australia. Mm. And I want to know your opinion. Yeah. Um, you were telling me, and we won't name names, but you were telling me about a, a, a lady the other day that put a tweet out. Yeah. Are you comfortable talking about that? Uh, I don't know. Oh, we can. it's the same thing. Like, you don't know the facts, and so we don't know. There was a, there was a lady, well, I'll talk about it. Okay. I don't have a job. There was a lady that put a tweet out... Uh, Saying that a particular personality in Australia, a comedian... Oh, there was a few. She called out a few. She called out a few. Mm. Had sexually assaulted other people. And that tweet was taken down by Twitter. Did she have her account banned? Yeah, her account was... Account terminated. Obviously, someone's taken some legal action or has contacted Twitter. And now, the, the thing is, and this is what we said the other day, like this could be all very true. But because so many people cry wolf about this shit, a lot of the time people go, oh, is it true? Maybe it's bullshit, mm. you know? What 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 came of it? Can you remember? No, I just remember, I didn't actually see the original tweets. I saw someone repost it on one of the forums. Mm. So th- the point is, is that feminism is rife throughout Australian comedy. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of these people where it's just like, hey, if you want to have that, that's your thing as a lady, feminism, that's cool. But when, there's so much hatred for white men in the Australian comedy industry. It's hilarious. And unless you are a weak, skinny little bitch as a man, mm. you will never get anywhere in the Australian comedy industry. Yeah, you just, just, uh, it's just, it's just the, the, the feminists in the Australian comedy industry, just, they're just so, what do you call it? They're, like, they're the next level. They're, they're not just... They're Nazis. Because I, I, I'm a feminist at some sort of, some level. Like I... I support. Look at you keeping your job. I support. No, I support the equal equal rights and yeah, women. Yeah, I, I know. But everyone does. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's the thing. Yeah. If you don't think that equal rights for women is a good thing, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, but yeah. what I'm saying is like some people are saying, well, if if the case is that there's not as many women in comedy, then we should do 
we should look after them and we should give them gigs, which is great. And then they do all women gigs. And then the extreme feminist comedians are saying, well, that's not okay. That's that's just, like, you can't please them. The thing is with the, the all-female gigs and that, like, you know, if, if you, the, the, with comedy, it, as, as it is with acting and different things like that, you should be where you are because of your talent. And that is it. Based on merit. Based on merit. Yeah. Not this equality of outcome bullshit mm. that, you know, we have to give X amount of women a go on this and X amount of gay guys a go on this and we have to have a black dude and a white dude and a brown dude. It's put the best people forward. That is why there is no, well, very, very few successful Australian comedians overseas. Mm. Who is there at the moment? Jim Jeffries, Ronnie Chang. Mm. Is that it? Uh, that's 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 it. Yeah, Adam Hills has a show. Adam Hills in the UK, but he's been in the UK for years. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a foot off. Mm. <laughs> My point is, there is three successful comedians overseas at the moment, and yet we have a festival here mm. with over four hundred Australian acts, and they mm. call them all professionals. Yeah, of course. Cool. Well, yeah. what the fuck does that tell you? Well, that's the, that's what I was getting back to uh, when I was saying those comedy shows where they would be able to just anyone could open up a room and it would make it free to come put anyone on and then those people were making themselves a headliner and saying and then the professional comedians were saying well i've been doing comedy for 10 years took me bloody eight years to become a headliner and now all of a sudden these guys are getting yeah giving themselves these headlines it's just garbage and one of the big issues with that is people go to a comedy show and they see this they Mm. see this is the best stuff that we have in the country and then they go well that was fucking shit i'm never going to go again it's like it's like saying he come and buy a 20 dollar ticket to event cinemas for the new the, the new movie that's just come out and then you give them bloody a home video. You know what I mean? You give them a home home drama bloody video. It's exactly what the same. What an analogy. It's the same. It's like you go in there and you think that you're going to watch Avatar and then all of a sudden... I'm drown here. <laughs> going to watch Avatar and then all of a sudden you're just watching these people on their, on their iPhones filming. That's what it's like. That's the analogy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I do know what you mean. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I cop a lot of shit from him. And and I just don't... I just love talking shit about them because they're fucking hopeless. They don't like you because you're successful. They don't like the idea that that's why you've become successful when they want to try and become successful by being politically correct, and which is fine. And if, you, if you're good enough... That's what Jerry Seinfeld says. Don't worry about... Don't worry about other people being successful or being... Like, don't get upset that they're successful and you're not. The thing is, comedy will always wean out the people that aren't funny. If you're not funny, you're not going to be successful. Yeah. They can say you're not funny, but if a million people are following you and watching you, then you're funny to those million people. You're, you're funny. funny. Funny is funny, and that's what will always be successful with stand-up. And I think that's what we're seeing hmm. with Netflix and things like that. Like A lot of people, even with Amazon, are about to come out with like six or seven or maybe ten uh, Australian comedians doing their specials on there, hmm. and they will flop. Yeah, they will flop because they're fucking shit house. Yeah. They're all doing the same jokes about the same shit. Yeah, and I just I'm I'm coming from a place of not only being in the industry, but I'm a fan of stand up. Mm. But there is not one Australian comedian other than Jim Jeffries, Jim Jeffries, Jim Jeffries, circa 2010 to 2015 that I even enjoy. What about Carl Barron? Do you like Carl Barron? I do like Carl Barron, but that's a that from a long time ago. Oh, yeah, it's like a I haven't seen nostalgic thing. Yeah, I don't it know. It is a nostalgic thing. But it's just a very st- sad state of affairs where people, they think they're in this 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 point of power where they, 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 they talk down to people like me because I'm on the internet and they mm. see that as some fucking like cop out where they're trying to get on Channel 10 to be on the, 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 the comedy. Channel 10 um, doesn't exist anymore, I don't think, does it? Yeah, it does. Oh, does it? Oh, you're but they're trying to get on it. Jesus Come on, mate. Stay with the time. They're trying to get on the comedy gala thing for their five minutes so they mm. can be called a professional comic so they can go and get paid two grand at once a year from fucking some shit fundraiser. <laughs> this is what they're trying to do. Mm. And it's not the way to do it. The way to do it, if you're a young comedian out there, is to get on the fucking internet and make content. You reach so many more people. It's the better way to do it. You have to still do the time in the clubs and on the scene and do the shit shows on the road in front of 10 people and in the middle of the night and fucking Gloucester. But if you want to reach people 
at the same time you're doing that, rather than doing open mics every night and never writing new material, you should be putting stuff online. Mm -hmm. And otherwise, you'll never get better. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree too. Go me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... It's a different time, isn't it? Things are, <laughs> things are always changing. Things are always changing. And it'll change and again. It'll change again. Yeah. Now, is there anything else you wanted to cover? Uh, what do you got coming up? What do I got coming Nothing. up? <laughs> corona, isolation. Yeah, we just hope we don't get corona. Yeah, we'll be right. As long as we don't touch the mics. And... Oh, like got Ru Rudy Gobert. Did you see that? What? You see what Rudy Gobert did? The, Who's Rudy Gobert? The, the, oh, the, the, the NBA, NBA player. player. Yeah, after the press conference, he touched it. And then he was the first NBA player after that to get... That's hilarious. He got corona. What an idiot, though. How dumb is he? He's a fucking dick. <laughs> no, it's, it's one of those moments where you find out the next day you got coronavirus and you're yeah. just like, oh, for fuck's sake, why oh, did I do that? that? What yeah. a dumb fuck. But that's oh. just like what the kids are doing. The kids are exactly the same, what we are talking about before. The kids are saying, oh, it's fine. I'll keep going, hanging out with my mates. I'll keep going to Bondi Beach and I'll keep doing Coronavirus, doing. no returns. And then all of a sudden they get it and they're, they're dying or they've killed men. Well, that's the problem. But kids don't, they don't think like that and it's all in Rudy hindsight. Rudy Gobert is bloody 26 or something. He didn't think about it, so. So I'd like to uh, finish the show tonight by, for the first time, reading a joke from my first joke book. Mm. It's so, um, so old that at the start of it, I wrote, first draft. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's just go to the first page. It's a very small book. It's a very small book. So I have a new girlfriend and... I've really tested the relationship quite early on. You see, the other night during coitus, or intercoursing, as I like to call it. You didn't write that, did you? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I may have put it in the wrong hole, accidentally. That was quite startling for her, as I'm sure you can imagine. Unfortunately, it did cause her some pain as well. She had an earache for a week now and I'm still in the doghouse. One of your best. Was that the very first joke you wrote? That was the first joke I wrote. First draft, anyway. Now, definitely, that sounds shit. Definitely has to be edited. That sounds like shit. But let me play you this to finish the show out. That's what after, you know, what, three or four years of doing it to nobody doing it and... and making it right for the first special, that joke was in there. So, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Reddy, thank you so much for coming thank along. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, I won't say goodbye. Let's do an elbow thing. I'm not going to say goodbye because we're going downstairs now to have another coffee, but uh, mm. thanks, brother. Appreciate thanks. it. Thanks for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, be a good motherfucker. Peace in the Middle East. Me dick stinks. I'll see you all next week for another bloody show. Au revoir. Toodaloo. Goodbye. Scratch your ass. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, something happened, ladies and gentlemen. It took me ages to work out why she broke up with me. It actually took one of her friends to explain to me what happened. It turns out that something happened in the boudoir yeah. during the throes of passion. Sydney, I got her in the wrong hole. <laughs> I did, and she had an earache for about three weeks. And uh... <laughs> Classic. Um... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.